the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 8, the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, key in on verse 37, Romans 8 and 37, the Bible says, nay, in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Nay, in all of these things, every one of these things, We are more than conquerors. Doesn't matter what it is. We got the victory. Doesn't matter what it sounds like. We got the victory. Nay! I didn't say should nay, nay. I said nay! Uh, in the situation. You don't really know who you are till you get in the situation. Oh, I came to talk to you this morning. You don't know the awesomeness of his power. I'm not talking about in the third heaven. I'm talking about in you. Until you're going through. You are really stronger than what you even know. Don't whimp out. Nay. In. All. Of these things. We, 
the body of Christ are more more in addition to what you're going through we are more than conquerors. Now it would have been one thing if the Lord had said you're conquerors. Huh? No, he didn't say that. He said we're more than. Well think about it. A conqueror is a bad dude. He just comes in and takes over everything. Just takes it over. But God says you're more than that. The question on the floor, ladies and gentlemen, whose report will we believe? Will we believe what the enemy is saying or will we believe the infallible report that comes from God? Life is filled with swift transitions. Naught on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. Trust in him. He will not leave you. No matter what years may bring, God is our God. All other gods are idols. Our God makes the heavens and the earth. Paul says, nay. In all of these trials, with all of these disappointments, with all of these troubles, we've got the victory. I'm just wondering at what point do we begin to say that before we get into the battle. I just wonder how many of us have that mindset. Oh, you think this is just another Sunday morning, another sermon. Don't miss the point. The point is that in all of these trials, in all of these things that seek to zap our strength and our energy. And all of these great disappointments and all of this stuff that the devil got going, the Lord steps up and say, listen, keep your eyes on me. Don't look at the motion of the ocean. Don't look at the wind that's boisterous. Don't look at being lied on, stabbed in the back, talked about, ridiculed, Ran down, best friend, worst enemy, money gone, disappointment, problems in the home, problems in the heart, problems on the job, problems on Capitol Hill. God said, nay! In all of these things. And you notice, we are in this thing together. Oh, I know you may have an air superiority and think you this and that in a, in, a, in, a, in a bag of fries, but I need to tell you, no, baby, in all these things, we 
Uh, I know you play your W-I-I with your kids, but this ain't that we. Huh? That we is the body of Christ. Nay! That's right, I want to drive this home. We are more than that. We are more than just flesh and bones in peril, in hard times. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. All of us have been disappointed. All of us have been lying on and talked about. All of us at one point have been abandoned. But if God be for us. I said if God is on our side, everybody else against us is in trouble. Nay. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Does not matter what it sounds like. Does not matter who said it. We must believe the report of the Lord that we are more than conquerors in all of these things. You put one foot forward, look like you get knocked back three steps. But that's all right, you still got the victory. And what we need to understand, you got the victory before the, the fight even breaks out. No, you, you, you got the victory before the confusion comes and knocks on your door. But you know there are decorative statements that must be made by believers. Oftentimes when we open our mouth, nothing comes out but negativity and criticism. This only enforces and fortifies the hand of the enemy in our lives and the sad part about it, we start believing that we ain't got no victory. Because we keep talking that noise. It looks like the Bible sometimes is just for Sunday morning and Sunday school. And then we talk all that mess and negativity the rest of the week. Can't do that. Baby, you got to take this word up out of here with you and go and stand in the intersection of life and declare, I got the victory and it doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter who's coming against me. Me and God is the majority. The word conqueror comes from the Greek word nikao, N-I-K-A-O, with the makon over the E. To conquer means to, watch this now, to overcome. It means to prevail. It's inculcated with the same word Nike, N-I-K-E. Nike means victory. I know you thought it was just a tennis shoe. Nike is the Greek word for victory. And this is what we, we must declare, brothers and sisters, before we get onto the battlefield, before we get into the fiery furnace. Not just when we get there, but know that going in. The three Hebrew boys said, you can go ahead and throw us up in there. Go do what you do. But we want to inform you before you throw us in there, 
that the God that we serve is able to deliver us, O king, from the burning fiery furnace. But if he does not understand this, he's still able. Does anybody in here know that God is still able? See, sometimes when you're going through and before you get there, you need to sing yourself a little song. You need to start talking like you own the whole place and that the victory that God has placed in you will never fail you. What about singing your way? Ah, when God brought Israel through the Red Sea, the first thing Moses' sister did was grab the tambourine and then women start dancing out yonder and start singing that song that Pharaoh and his army has been drowning in the Red Sea. Don't wait till the battle is over. Could anybody in here shout right now? Could, 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 could anybody in here that's going through anything shout right now and let the devil know that he's defeated and that Jesus Christ is still Lord? Is anybody in here understanding? Man, get that long face up. Lift up that big old double-sized head. Lift your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help, all your help comes from the Lord. Every bit of it. We weep and we cry and we wail as though we have no hope. As though God is dead. We on the road to a mess. We thought that it would have been he that would have delivered Israel, but we don't know what happened to that Jesus. Jesus said, y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of fools to believe all that the prophets have said and don't even believe that God would raise Jesus from the dead. He said, get your happy self together. We are who we are. And it is what it is. And it didn't just start with you. But you must take authority in your own life to make the devil back up. You must take authority in your own life to call those things which be not as though they were. You must stop believing your own press filled with negativity. Peter was doing good walking on that water. Everything was just lovely. Jesus, if it be thee, bid me to come unto thee on the water, Lord. Wait in the water, wait in the water, cheering, wait in the water. God's going to trouble the water. Hmm. <laughs> Peter gets down at the boat and starts walking on the water to go to Jesus. And all of a sudden, his attention was assuaged. And the noise in the wind became boisterous. And the Bible says, Peter beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Anytime we take our eyes off Jesus and what, not what he's doing, not what he's going to do, but what he's already done, we begin to sink. We begin to criticize. We begin to sound negative. Why? Because fear will make you say stuff and act in a way you never thought you would. Fear is the basis of anxiety. Fear 
robs us of our future blessings. Fear robs us of our present joy. Fear robs us of the victory that God gives us every day. Fear will make you back up, go into a dark room, say nothing, don't even tweet. Fear will make you just depressed. Fear will arrest your faith and have you doing nothing but complaining. Can I get one witness in here? Nay! Stop it! Open your mouth in faith. Even though you don't see it, believe it. You are in charge of your own life. And by that, I don't mean going buck wild. I mean just knowing that Jesus is Lord. And you're going to let him do what he do. To be a conqueror, nakeo, to overcome, to prevail, it means victory. Now that's a conqueror. Then there is inquiring mind wanted to know. So then if that's a conqueror, meaning, say these words, to overcome, overcome. to prevail, prevail. Victory, victory is a conqueror. But now that phrase on there, more than a conqueror. That's the Greek word, hoopa, nakeo. Say hoopa, nakeo. All right, now use a doctor too. Hoopa nakeo means to be more than a conqueror. See, the word hooper means over. So God has already given all of us the victory, watch this, over the situation. But instead of us acting hooper, we acting hyper. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We are happy. I can't breathe. My, my child is failing this school and, and I can't take off to go up there and, 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 and I've taken off too, too many times that I don't know what I'm going to do. Calm down. It didn't say hyper Nikhil. It said hooper Nikhil. Hooper means over. So then what does that mean? We are world overcomers. We have already been given the victory, the Nike. It's all based upon whose report we're going to believe. See, because that trial that comes and knocks on your door, you're already equipped and prepared to deal with it. You say, well, I'm getting weary. Speak with tongues. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying always in the Holy Ghost. We've been equipped for the battle. But I think we, 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 we talk to people that have no faith and so therefore it weakens us because we won't speak up because we don't know how this is going to come out. And so as to not look like a fool out there, we just don't say anything. And see, that's what's taking our strength because by our acquiescing, by our being silent, we don't speak what we want. 
And if we don't release words into the environment, into the atmosphere, yes, I got the victory. But at what point do I stand up and declare it? At what point do I stand up and just say it? That greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. When do I garner up the strength to say that? Oh, the doctor said I got cancer. I don't want to say by his stripes I'm healed, so I'm going to abandon myself on the chemo. God ain't kicking doctors, but what do you believe? Hooper Nikeo means to be more than a conqueror. Watch this. To gain a surpassing victory. Meaning then that we are Hooper conquerors. We are preeminently victorious. Huh? We are preeminently victorious. We don't walk like we have confidence. We hold our head up like we ain't going to get no victory. We showing up with it. That word preeminent, now you know I'd be doing my homework. It means first. Now when you talk about seek ye the kingdom of God first, it's the primary goal of one's life to let Christ be the preeminent one. To put him first in everything so that you won't come in last. I just need a part of the church. That's all. Uh, that means I've got a preeminent, victorious mindset before I ever show up where I'm going. Huh? I don't mean no harm right here, but I can walk in the middle of white folk and hold my shoulders square because I realize ain't no man greater than the other one. Come on, talk to me in here. Ain't, there's no man greater than the other one, so I'm not in bondage to that. You see, people don't like you, baby, when you know who you are. They don't like you when you exude confidence. I didn't say arrogance. I said being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I don't talk to white folks scratching my head looking at the ground. Preeminent, victorious, mindset that first of all God's desire is for me to be first in everything I do come on now that means I've got a spirit of excellence about me that means just a little something something ain't good enough I gotta push it to the point where it is almost perfect Whether it's cleaning the house, whether it's cooking a meal, whether it's dressing yourself, whether it's taking care of your teeth, whether it's taking care of your body, whether it's taking care of your vehicle, your yard, you've got to be first. Now watch this. When God and I, I was meditating on this, what I'm saying to you right quick about you got to be first, it doesn't mean that we strive against one another. It means we strive with one another. Huh? We, we strive with one another. So what is the job of those that work in a place is to make their boss look good. 
Huh? What's, the, what's, the, what's the quest of members in a local church? To make their pastor look good. To make their ministry look good. We strive to be first. Why? Because we already are in the spirit. And too many of us are living beneath our potentials. Too many of us are waiting to be anointed and blessed by some folk that don't even like us. We got to understand I'm first whether you think I'm last or not. Because every child of God is already first. Because what? He's the first that came back from the dead. He's the first fruit of them that slept. Jesus is the preeminent one. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. All this old taking the back seat and all this stuff is crazy. All this being fearful of other folk and what they can do. Baby, listen. If God be for us, he's, he's more than the whole world against us. We, 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 are, we are more than conquerors. We have preeminent, victorious anointing. We already that. We're not on our way to be that. Everyone in Jesus has been put first. So we're not to strive against one another. We're to strive with one another. Come on, brother. I ain't letting you quit on me. Come on here. I'm praying for you. Get your butt back in church. What's wrong with you? All right. In Colossians, are you there? All right. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 15, verse 15. Now watch this preeminent, victorious mindset. All right. In uh, Colossians 1 and 15, the Bible says, talking about Jesus in his preeminent glory. Watch this. Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, watch that first thing, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things. Somebody say all things. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he, Jesus, might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. So then how can Christ have the preeminence in our lives? Real simple, by putting him first. So that tells me then that Jesus is before all things, made all things, and is about all things. I say he's about all things. I saw a big old crazy billboard that disturbed my spirit that said it's, not about, it's all about grace and not about race. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I want you to hear this real clearly. That's the biggest lie on the planet. It's about grace and it's about race. And the reason the white man doesn't want to have that conversation is because it would bring up all of his atrocities. These are the children of those that put our grandparents in bondage. So they don't want to talk about race. But see, to, 
And when I saw that, that disturbed my spirit. I said, this is the dumbest mess. You know why? It's an attempt to rip off somebody mentally and cover up the atrocity. Let me tell you something. It's about grace and race. It's about raising your kids and burying your mama. It's about everything. Now, if it's not about grace and race, handle this scripture. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus, who happened to be a Jew. You can't get behind, you can't get around race. And the reason that grace is so important in dealing with race is that people would tell the truth and understand what their ethnicity is and don't let that mess infiltrate the church. The gospel has not infiltrated culture here in the South. Culture has infiltrated the gospel. So the white men want to shut all that down. They don't want to have that conversation on a national level. Jesus is a Jew. And so now you're going to tell me that God took all of his quality time and wasted it when he made very sure that all of us would understand that he bet me Lake was a black man that went to the king and got 30-some-odd folk in some raggedy rags and pulled Jeremiah up out the miry pit. The Bible says he was an Ethiopian. Now, why did God go through all those changes if he doesn't want us to recognize that? Huh? And, and why did, why did, why did, in the fourth chapter of John's gospel, why did that woman say to Jesus, oh, you a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. We, the Jews have no dealings with it. Why? Listen, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. And it's bad that some black folk laughing at black preachers, baby. Black preachers are the, are the bond of this community that have brought this community for every step of the way. And you mean to tell me you're going to go and sit up and listen to somebody not of your race and laugh at the folk that brought your grandmama and your children and all that? It's something wrong with you. It's something wrong with your mind. So since you are a coward and refuse to deal with truth, you just sway under. I don't sway under. And God didn't call us to sway under. Speak the truth in love. It's about grace. It's about race. Don't take my word for it. Look at what's going on on Capitol Hill. These white folk would rather wreck this government than to have that black man with any semblance of victory. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. And for you to sit up in church supposed to have the truth and going to lie to yourself. Oh, no. I saw that I got mad. Just stand up and tell the truth. I don't apologize for my passion either. Hey, that's what's wrong right now. Ain't nobody got no passion. Oh, you know, it's all right. Yes, okay. It's not okay. And I'm tired of these people running around talking about God don't see color. Well, how come every rose ain't the same color? If God doesn't see color, then what happened to the rainbow? Don't y'all be ignorant. I live for this. I've been called to do this. 
And I plan on doing it with all my might till I leave here. Mm -mm. We, the body of Christ. And while I'm at this juncture, just let me say this. God does not have a problem with a black man marrying a white woman. Preach that from your pulpit. As long as those two are believers, God don't give a heck what happens. We in the South, the Negroes still believe in white folk. We are more than conquerors. And trust me, if you black like me, you already know you have to deal with this stuff. Just the other day in conversation with a real estate person that's trying to get blacks qualified to buy houses. See, it's amazing that some of you, when you hit the wall, then all of a sudden, Bishop ain't wrong all of a sudden. But while you think you got it going on, oh, we can just pass this. Put this on speed dial. Okay, go ahead. Speed it up. Do what you want to do. But you're black. You understand that? Holy Ghost, feel whatever, however you want to deal with it. But this is the point, and I'm moving on. See, because this message conquers more than the country. You got to have the right mindset, baby. This person is almost impossible for black folk to buy property or houses today. They have made the, they have made the qualifications so stringent. But let me tell you what happened. I'm, in other words, I'm responsible for what I teach you. I prepare you to live down here with these crazy people. You understand that? I'm not whitewashing the gospel that God gave me. And while I'm at this point, let me just put it like this. Also, hold that house thing right quick. God said. God said. To the Jew first. It ain't about race, huh? Well, why did he come to the house of Israel first? To the Jew first and also to the Greek. We got the overflow. I know I'm right about it. And some people that's white want to enforce their superior mindset and act and treat us like we still in slavery. So they've carried that superior mindset over into the church. Forgot about the book of Philemon. Uh, Philemon. If he owe you anything, put it on my account. Don't treat him as a servant no more, but as a brother beloved. That's in your Bible. White man ain't hear none of that. So anyway, this real estate agent that happens to be black was trying to get all these black people qualified to buy a house. A house. One of the common things that everybody need a house. And decided that instead of putting that the applicant was a Negro, 
all this trouble with this application, calling back, wanting this, calling back, verify this, calling back to break your spirit, Negro. Resubmitted it to another mortgage company and put Hispanic on there. It sails straight through. And you going to come here and make me the bad guy? Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? No, ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. But I love you too much to let you go on in this world thinking that everybody's your friend. That ain't true. It's not true. They can preach, they can lay hands on, I don't care who they are. When it comes to the color line, you find out who people really are. And to not glorify your creator for making you whatever color you are is a sin. And to want to be another people is a sin. Hispanic and the sales straight through. Let me tell you why. The white man is diminishing. They ain't having babies like they used to. So therefore, they are minority. So what they have done, they have reached out and they have pulled the Asian into their category. They have pulled the Hispanic into their category. Everybody's pulled in except the Negro. You got to leave the Negro out there forever so that him and his kids can struggle because the white man never got over the fact that we got delivered out of slavery. And therein is the problem. And, and you know what? It's in their generation to prove that every time. Keep the Negro back there. That's why it's important for you to understand that God has given you first place in Christ. Whether man gives it to you or not, God has given every one of his creatures, black, white, doesn't matter with him, every one of us that are believers have been given the first place. And don't you let no white man or Hispanic or no Negro put you in the back place. All right, now that's your, that's your education on race today. That's the dumbest sign I've ever seen. It's all about grace, not about race. Yeah, because you're white and you don't want to deal with it. All right. When we talk about a conqueror and more than a conqueror, a conqueror also means, here we go, that's why, listen, lift up your head, O ye gate. Be glad that you know who God is and that you are his child. You need to walk in that confidence because God is the only one that can help Negroes, in, period. We don't have no help except the Lord. Let's move on. To be a conqueror is one thing. That's glorious. To be, but to be more than a conqueror, watch this now, is to understand that just being a conqueror means to have assistance from another who gets victory for you. Who never lets us be defeated. Never lets us be defeated. So here we go. Jesus 
the Jew, Jesus, has gotten victory for every believer. So the greater one inside of you looks at racism, looks at prejudice, looks at the last high first five, looks at all that and say, God, I know you didn't bring me this far to leave me. Lord, I know that you are my way maker. See, you better learn how to talk to God, baby, because this world ain't giving up nothing. Over 87% of this world's wealth is in the hands of white folk and other folk. Black folk only control a half of a half of a percent of the wealth in this nation. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against white folk. I don't have anything against black folk. I have a thing with Jesus. And if you're a believer, you shouldn't be struggling. Huh? I don't care what color are you. If you're a believer, you should not be struggling. No place in your life. Because you are a conqueror. And you're more than a conqueror. But look what it's attached to. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, but without him, I can do nothing. And when I found out that prosperity belongs to me, just like eternal life belongs to me, just like I'm a black man raised and born and raised here in the South, going through all this stuff, when I began to exude confidence and understanding and still learning who I am in Christ, that made a lot of black folk nervous. Who he think he is, so proud, so arrogant. Well, what am I supposed to do? What, what am I supposed to do? Baby, listen. If I tell you to hold a firecracker, one of the big red ones, while I get a match, I guarantee you, you're not going to be comfortable holding that red firecracker in your hand once I light that stem because something inside going to explode. So the whole moral of my little illustration right here is that if you've got power inside of you, you will stand up. Come on now. If you've got Holy Ghost power inside of you, you will stand up and you won't fear no man. You'll walk in confidence and Holy Ghost boldness knowing who you are in Christ. And whatever that job is you're working on, God gave it to you. Whatever money you're making, God gave it to you. All I help, every bit of it comes from the Lord. To have assistance from another who gets the victory for us. That means Jesus inside of you will give you wisdom when you're dealing with the situation. If you just listen to the Holy Ghost inside of you, he will tell you what to do. See, that's where victory comes from, just like the firecracker. The power is on the inside. I ain't got no help in here. The power is on the inside of you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings as eagles if you wait. If you wait, he's already placed you first. That's why I don't get this kick. People always want to sit to the back. See, that's a, that's a mindset right there that needs to be broken. He put you first and you putting yourself last. Get your happy self on up front. <laughs> 
it gives me real good confidence knowing that where the Lord brought me from, I came from a place called Stoner Hill. Came from a poor family and we didn't have much. I've lived through the George Dartars era. I've lived through de uh, dealing with white police officers. I've dealt with all of that. And as I began to know who I am in Christ, I look at that white man in the eye, he dropped his head. I ain't dropping mine no more. I'm not dropping. Now to me, that's victory right there. See, victory, victory must come as you understand based upon what's going on in your life. Things you used to couldn't say to folk. Things you used to couldn't do because people always try to suppress you and hold you down. Do you know just for some people to walk across the room and speak to somebody is victory? Because a lot of people are introverted. So victory, what, 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 what victorious act can you think of doesn't have to be something big and way out there, but just a little bit of thing. Like, I tore her off. That's victory. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? This? So victory is not always, you know, it was a thousand folk and I had a toothpick and I juked every one of them. No. It was one person I set straight. <laughs> you see, when you operate in victory, watch this. It's preparation for bigger things. Case in point, David minding the sheep. A bear came in and took one. David rose up, went, got the sheep, killed the bear. A lion did the same thing. David rose up, went, got the sheep, killed the lion. I'm talking about more than a conqueror. I'm talking about no fear. No I didn't know I had such a glorious echo. <laughs> now watch this. Then it came time for a man that was threatening a whole nation. Send me a man, he said. Send me somebody to fight me. Yeah, send somebody. You got nobody over there? Huh? Do you have anybody over there that can come out here and fight me? You got anybody? Send them out here. That's what Goliath was saying. David was just arbitrarily going down there to feed his brother some cheeses and stuff. That's all. He had never been to the, to the battlefront. He, he had never been down there before, so he didn't know how, how bloody and gutsy war was. He was just taking them some McDonald's and Happy Meal. His brother said to him, what you doing down here? Shouldn't you be back at the house minding them sheep? What are you doing here? David heard Goliath and David said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's causing the armies of the Lord to be shaking in their sandals? David said, uh-uh. Y'all don't understand something. Then this is what he said so you can understand the pastor of this church. He said, is that not a cause? Quieting it down, Pastor. We're trying to get white friends. Is that not a cause? Yeah. You know, I, I, I work with white folk, and I never bring the green with acres. Cause, I, no, Pastor, you know, ain't no sense telling what Pastor may say. <laughs> but let me ask you something. Is the pastor telling the truth? 
That's what you need to address. So David says, is that not a cause? David said, I'll fight him. And he going to be just like that lion and that bear. David said, Holmes, you going down. He said, because in essence, I'm more than a conqueror. A whole over two million people. This one man was threatening. And everybody was afraid. Except David. When you are anointed, what are you afraid of? David killed him. He conquered him. And then he was more than a conqueror when he took Goliath's own sword and cut his own head off with it. You run around here. Now, now watch this so that this can resonate. So you have an uncircumcised Philistine for a boss. Giving you the blues. Uh, some of y'all woke up on that one, didn't you? You, 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 you are working for this uncircumcised Philistine. That's causing you to fear. I'll fire you. I'll cut back. I'll take your wages. That's noise from hell. And you should hear none of that. You need to say to yourself, don't say it to him. You need to say to your... Come on, wisdom is known of our children. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, wisdom is known of our children. You don't say that to him or her. You say to the Lord in yourself, I'm already first and you going down. God is our refuge. Very present help in trouble. I remember when I was working at AT&T, I had a, a supervisor by the name of Jolly Claxton, an Indian, that didn't care for Negroes. I was up to be the supervisor. He recommended me. I was a hard worker, but I wasn't a yes-a boss. That man got rid of me, put me on the back docks back there, and you know God is so good, I ain't lost one penny and I was at peace. See, when you let God handle your future, you don't be all stressed out, all losing sleep. Let God have his way. I'm a conqueror. And I'm more than a conqueror. But I'm all that through him that loved me. And gave himself for me. That's why I'm a conqueror. And more than a conqueror. You think I'm going to sit back and take some stuff? I don't take nothing off nobody. Not as long as I can pray and talk. I don't blab and run my mouth. I choose the time that I speak. You are a conqueror. And you are more than a conqueror. Over all of life's problems. All right. moment I have left, let me wrap this up. Y'all still here? The victory always belongs to Christ. But he gives it to us. You give him the glory, he'll give you the victory. All right. Need to step down through here right quick. Go back to Romans. Romans chapter 8. 
The reason I speak on these issues of race and all that, because, baby, this is Shreveport and Bolgia. Big old demon lives in Bolgia. Don't do. They got their Negroes in check over there. <laughs> they write tickets for, for Negroes not walking on the sidewalk, and it ain't no sidewalk. That's the stuff they do over there, and nobody contested. You're going to get a ticket for walking on the, not walking on the sidewalk, and there's not one there. You call that injustice. Is that not a cause? So you just want to live your life in the shadows and don't make no trouble and don't say nothing and just be quiet with that foot on your neck? They slapped Jesus. He said, who, who slapped me? There's a time to be quiet there's a time to speak. And when you speak, you ought to speak. I can hear the Apostle Paul saying, it's a blessing, and I'm paraphrasing, for me to be able today to speak for myself. You got to have a voice. And you got to use it as a clarion call to strengthen and bless a lot of people. But if these hold their peace, then will the rocks cry out? My mouth is big enough. I don't need no rock crying out for me. When you've been down so long, you're already under pressure. But to release the pressure inside of you, it's time for you to speak. And to speak the truth in love. You're going to be all right. The reason a lot of these marriages... <clears throat> are not as strong as they need to be because whomever you're married to, you're not speaking the truth in love. And so therefore, they think it's okay. So you are annoyed every day. I saw the ball go over the fence right there. <laughs> huh? You are annoyed. It's a home run. You are annoyed to the point you just don't even want to go home because you won't speak. And you won't speak the truth in love. So you're being defeated right there because you won't speak up. Like I said, <clears throat> victory manifests itself in ways in our own lives that we ought to be able to know what we're looking at. I think it'll do the body of Christ good. All the married folk to just have a real big, nice sit-down talk. That didn't go over that well. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> glory! Hallelujah! But that would solve a lot of stuff. That would unearth a lot of stuff. That would put a lot of stuff out there to deal with because it's been pressed down for 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. It's been there. You just been nodding your head, but every day you've been burning up. Huh? Every day. I don't know how I end up back here. What's wrong back here? <laughs> What's wrong back here? Huh? And it just grieves your spirit 
She won't shut the heck up. She knows, he knows everything. I mean, you know, it just gets all on your nerves. I've had people come sit down and talk to me in their marriage situation, and maybe the wife will come, the husband is not there. Maybe the husband come, the wife is not there. And I just tell people, listen, this is how they sound when they come in there. I ain't coming here to put my husband down. I say, shut up. You came in here for something. <laughs> so I say, let's sit here and talk about it. I don't want to hear all that. You made this appointment, went all that talking, coming. I ain't coming here to put my wife down, but you know, I just, but what? Something brought you in here. I want to conclude like this. Of these things, we are more than conquerors. Won't that marriage stand up? Won't things to turn out right financially? Stand up. Whatever you want, stand up. And Paul says, having done all to stand, stand. Put your words together and make things better. Put your words together and make things better. You did it to say I do. And now you say and I don't. Now watch this. No matter what it looks like, victory, this is Victory Temple. This is Victory Temple. If you could see in the spirit, I got a big old <clears throat> belt around my waist with a large gold medallion. Everybody that have come against me have failed. One thing I thought was very interesting when I was looking at Romans 8 is, 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 is when the word says persecution. And digging a little bit deep in the well, I found out that that word persecution means an attempt to handle you or mishandle you legally. It's not a black person you don't know almost that don't have some problems with the legal system or you know somebody that's got some problems with the legal system. That's the persecution. That's, that's, that's how people are kept in check today. They use the system. Stop you for a tail lighting. By the time they go through the whole thing, you got a $300 ticket. <clears throat> we are more than conquerors. Say that back to me. I am. I am. Say it. I am. Look, don't speak with tongues. <laughs> Say, I am, more than a I am a conquering more than a conqueror. Now, look at Romans 8.37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. This verse goes back to verse 28 in Romans. And we know that all things work together. All things, nay, in all these things, it doesn't matter what the thing is, God's going to make that thing work out for your good. Uh, no matter how many things you're dealing with, nay, in all these things. And we know that all things 
So God is the one behind the scene working these things out for your good. It doesn't matter. Your faith got to have something to do. Don't be weary in the way of doing. So then, in Romans 8, 28, and we know. Now, you look that word up, know, it means accurate knowledge. In, in other words, it was common knowledge in those days that they had been given the victory. But that was over 2,000 years ago. So somebody dropped the ball and told us we were defeated. Watch this. I'm going to run a plethora of scripture right quick. 828. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Make sure you're loving him. To them who are the call according to his purpose. Verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Back up to verse 36. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or problems with the legal system? A famine, a nakedness, a peril, a sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. There your slavery is. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded means to be won over to think that way. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, that's the space that we are living in, nor any other creature, whatever that creature is, animal or man, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So victory is in Christ Jesus. A conquering more than a conqueror is in Christ Jesus. The love of God is in Christ Jesus. Everything we need is in Christ Jesus. Where we are failing is that we are not declaring it. Where we are failing, go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and I'm through. Where we are failing is because not only are we not declaring it, we see defeat on every hand. We shouldn't see defeat. We should see victory. Because it's already in you. And I thought about, go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. I thought about Tiger Woods. And I thought about, he didn't just become a world-class golfer overnight. That was put in him by Earl Wood. But watch this. As Tiger went along the way, he had that God-given potential inside of him. Do you, I don't do golfing, but Minister Elton may do golfing and other folk, you know, I'll probably go out there and just throw the ball. <laughs> you know, just, just throw the ball. But think about how aerodynamic and how accurate a person has to be to take a piece of steel with a small face on it. And oh yeah, by the way, it was a black man that invented the tea while I'm at that. Uh, and to put that ball on that tee and strike that ball, that ball has to deal with wind velocity. It has to deal with speed coming off the tee. All of that has to happen for that ball to get there. It had aerodynamics. All that's taking place. But Tiger has hit some holes in one. That's what God is saying to every one of you. That's why it's important to train a child up when he's small. And so it will be in them. 
victory will be taught them early. And even if they face defeat, they will still know how to get back up and get back into victory. That's a training process. Are you listening up in here? It's a training process. One more illustration. The other night I was looking at Venus and Serena Williams. Now you know their dad is from Cedar Grove. Okay, I was looking at this. And the, common, the, the commentator was saying, especially about Serena, how she hits the ball, that tennis ball with power. Watch this. The guy said that, while, that when Venus and Serena Williams were little kids, ages of three and four, something like that, they were carried out onto the tennis court and they were taught how to hit the ball. The commentator says that trained their muscles. And when they got up under a professional trainer, watch what happened. Their muscles remembered. That's why if they saw that ball going over there about where this podium is, they already knew their muscles were trained and they knew how to get over there and get that ball and hit it back. And so as they grew into this thing, this thing grew into them. Ah! That's how they became world champions because they learned early and their brain remembered and told their muscles what they needed to do to get over to get that ball. And that's why they became almost unstoppable. Because their muscles remembered. I remember when I was in the world way out there. I had gone to Sunday school every now and then. Wasn't raised in church. And I remember this like it was yesterday. It was late one night and, and the Spirit of the Lord said. That's right, Spirit of the Lord said. I heard it in my mind. I will rise up and I will go back to church I will go back to God and I will say to him I have sinned and am no more worthy to be called your child now I remember that from one of them Sunday school lessons I couldn't even tell you but it was when I was early on in life and it was that that began to pull me back not that I was even born again but I was baptized when I was 13 years old but that began to pull me back see listen the scripture will wake up on you when you need it to. That's why I don't understand some of you parents dragging your kids out of here and not staying for Sunday school and not bringing them to prayer meeting. What in the world do you think is going to happen when they get out of your house and they haven't been trained? They don't have no recall. So the early church went through a whole lot just like black Christians in this country is still going through a whole lot. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus.
the power and the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.